Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Quick one from me. We're going to do post-match Iga Svantec versus Alina Rabakina. And the reason why I'm going to do it is because I've just watched it. Thank you to everyone that joined for the live stream uh, commentary and watch along on YouTube. Greatly appreciated. It was a exciting match and one that I think lived up to the bill for the most part. Uh, before we get into it though, remember to that like button, do subscribe if you're new. Also do leave a rating or review if you're podcast platform listener or watcher thank you to all our members as well greatly appreciate of course your support as always elena R elena rabakina does it in straight sets six four six four against Igor Svantec. and i have to say when i predicted this in my draw preview prediction video i wasn't 100 sure of it i wasn't but before the match, I said I'm going to stick with that prediction. I also said in my roundup uh, prediction for my roundup, sorry, even for day six, I said for my predictions for the next day that I was going to stick with her. And it looks like I was right to stick with her because she has the type of game that does trouble Shviontek. And that's what I was really banking on that she had a big enough game to really trouble the Polish player. And, I do feel that the players that tend to give her trouble are the players with that big firepower. We saw Sabalenka recently trouble her as well. And Rabakina is a similar player uh, and a, a player of a similar mold and ilk anyways. So let's quickly go through some of the stats. But before I do, I just want to talk a little bit about what happened in the match and, and how I perceive it. So in the first set, Rabakina actually went into a straight to love lead uh, and so broke Shvantec straight away in that opening game Shvantec was actually 40 love up and she then conceded it uh, well conceded that that first return game sorry first service game uh, by consequently losing multiple points in a row to then <laughs> get broken uh, at juice so yeah that was disappointing for Shvantec just 40 love up she got broken and then the next game she was uh 1540 up on the return game she didn't manage to break and Rabakina ended up holding so she was two love up similarly the next two games after that she also was very close to winning and then she could have easily been four love up in that first set instead she found herself I think it was two all in the end uh, because she won the next two games after that was really interesting but she caught herself back pretty nicely uh, to say the least however in both sets she ended up then getting broken pretty late on and then Rabakina ended up closing it out nicely now I think the biggest issue that Shvantec was having with Rabakina there were a few different things to talk about I think the first one of course is the serve and that's the most obvious one we always talk about the serve return dynamic and uh, Rabakina if we look at the stats for the Australian Open generally, she had a 50% unreturnable serve rate. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's so good. And her average speeds were at 180 kilometers per hour. Now that is like that's abnormal, the speed and also the unreturnable speed, uh, unreturnable percentage as well. Uh, one thing actually I wanted to point out very quickly on her technique on her serve is. I find it quite interesting that someone as tall as her has such a short ball toss. Um, now, it, it works for her, so it's not, there's no real issue to talk about. But uh, norm normally, 
if you say check out John Isner, if you check out uh, Riley Opelka, they will really throw it up there and they'll really utilize their height. I feel like with Rabakina, she does utilize her height, but maybe not as much as she could because of her toss, if that makes sense. But it's effective and she still manages, of course, to to beat players like Ishriontek, who's number one in the world. So just something interesting for you guys to look at. I'm also intrigued to hear whether you've got any thoughts on that. But back on to the tactics and what ended up playing out. Rabakina, what she, what she did was very clever, I thought, for the most part. She tried to use angles on the serve with her height, and uh, she hit a few aces as well. But the biggest thing that she did for me was, especially in that first set, because she wasn't serving uh, even up to 50% of first serves in, but the biggest thing I think she has in her game, and Shviontek also has this, is the kick serve. Now, her kick serve is very good, and Shviontek and Rebecca are probably two, like two of a handful of players that can really hit an effective kick serve on the women's tour. Rabakina, she even hit a couple of second serve aces, if I'm not mistaken. Like, her serve is just a weapon. It really is a weapon. Now, Shviontek is one of the best returners on tour. So, at times, she did have success on uh, Rabakina's serve. But generally, uh, you know, she was able to hit aces or unreturnables uh, or really get a shorter ball to attack. And that frustrated Fiontech. And the reason why it frustrated is because on her serve, she was struggling as well. Uh, and the reason why she was struggling is Rebecca was not, I mean, she wasn't really respecting the second serve from Fiontech. I think the second serve, even though it's a kick serve, it's still maybe a little bit slow compared to what it should be. With these balls, as well, these Dunlop balls, despite the courts being quick, the balls that they, they're saying that the balls don't have much air in them and that the balls are pretty dead. So if they're dead, they're not coming off the surface particularly quickly or through the air particularly quickly anyway. And that's not ideal, right? <laughs> that's not ideal if you're a Shviontek and you're serving a pretty slow second serves. And her first serve, Rebecca, again, like there weren't a huge amount of first serve points where I thought, okay, Rebecca is looking actually really out of her depth uh, for large periods of return game. She was getting a racket on most serves and Shviontek, yes, would dominate with the forehand for the most part, but what was happening in an interesting pattern of play that ended up developing was actually Rebecca getting in, involved in these longer rallies. Now, she didn't come to the net as often as you might think, and I find that quite interesting. She tends to like to sit on the baseline beat a power baseline and really then push her opponent back uh, with big, big, big ground strokes. And she will occasionally come forward and, and smash when needed, but she's not someone who's going to rush the net at all. And that was intriguing. So uh, Rebecca, you know, was <laughs> was being very, very good from the back of the court for the most part. Now, both players did have periods where they made mistakes, and Shviontek and Rebecca would make a few mistakes, especially the Kazakh at the start, she, her into and forehand wasn't quite firing. Um, but what she was doing was, I don't think it's necessarily a case of making Shvantec move laterally a lot, but more the depth on her ground strokes is very, very good. And on return, and in a lot of the rallies, she won them because she hit with better depth than Shvantec. 
and Shriontek then ended up making an error of some sort. Uh, that was what impressed me the most. Um, also, in the backhand-to-backhand -backhand exchange, she can stick with Shriontek. Her backhand is very, very solid. It's not a huge weakness in her game like a lot of the girls on tour uh, could say about their own game. So, And to be fair, the men as well. It's just the backhand is obviously something that a lot of people don't necessarily think is their strength. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's her strength, but it's not a weakness either. I would say her forehand and backhand, in terms of reliability, are pretty equal. And yes, she can go a bit wild sometimes with the ground strokes and go uh, too big. But there was not many occasions in this match that happened. She was pretty calculated with her aggression on the ground strokes, and it worked. For Shviontek, it was a little bit of an underwhelming performance, I have to say. She did try to come to the net a few times. I know she's working on that in her game. She did get passed, though, a couple of times, and she stopped doing it. Um, and that's something that's quite interesting, and I do find intriguing with these pro players. You would expect they would still stick with the process and know that it is going to work um, if the approach shot itself was correct, um, or if someone's hit an incredible pass and that can happen. But that's not going to happen every time. Uh, but they do tend to get deterred quite easily. Medvedev was the same um, against, um, yeah, against Corda, for example, the other day. So in terms of the stats, you can see two aces for Shrontek, six for Rabak, and a one double follow piece, 63% first serve percentage for Shrontek, 56 for Rabakina. First serve points one, this is about the biggest difference. And this is what I was saying earlier, that Rabakina was making quite a few first serve returns in, but also wasn't really respecting the first serve. She was taking it early. And you can see first serve points one only 57%. For Rabakina, they were 80%. That's a big difference. Second serve points one, though, to be fair, Shriontek uh, won a larger portion, 57% to 46% for Rabakina. And breakpoint saved, you can see two out of six for Shriontek, two out of four for Rabakina. Um, when it's unforced, it was pretty similar. I mean, 15 to 14 in the end for Shriontek, so almost even Stevens on that. And same for Rabakina, 24 to 25. So, as I said, it was a mixed bag at times from both players, but it was a competitive match with a lot of forced errors I felt out there. There was some high quality tennis on show, which was great to see. And you can see net points one, four out of six for Shriontek, four out of five for Rabakina. So, yeah, they weren't really coming to the net at all. They were trading for the back of the court and um, ended up being that Shriontek unfortunately came out as second best for you uh, eager fans. But intriguing to see what Shriontek does next because this is clearly a pattern. And it's interesting because uh, last year, I felt like she almost got over that. After losing to Daniel Collins at the Australian Open, I thought okay, she has an issue with power players. But then throughout the rest of the year, she was fine and she was destroying everyone, even the power, but the power hitters as well. Now that this has happened and she lost to Sabalenka in the WTA finals as well, I'm just wondering whether either never went and she just went through a purple patch or something has happened where she is now struggling against that, that type of play now. Everyone struggles against certain matchups. Everyone. So I'm not that's not to say that she can't lose a match here or there. Of course she can. But I'm just wondering whether her pattern's forming. And I guess we'll see for the rest of the year. But yeah, I mean I wasn't expecting her personally to win the Australian Open. I 
I know she was one of the favourites. I wouldn't have been surprised if she had, but my pick wasn't her, and that's why I had uh, Rebecca in a beating issue on tech because you know, she can't win every single slam. Uh, that's not doable. It's not you know logical to think about. So uh, a very good win though for Alina Rebecca from Kazakhstan and some. As I said, some great serving, some great striking, some intelligent returning as well, deep down the middle for a lot of the bottom points and then just getting into the rally, uh, making sure that she was going uh, flat deep down the middle to add a fear of Shriontek, not giving her uh, you know, time to just say, okay, I'm going to tee up the forehand and then make you pay for it because your return is so loopy in the middle of the court. She tried to play with a purpose at all times, and that's one thing you can say about uh, Rebecca and she does play with a real purpose uh, and when it comes off she is very very tough to beat for sure uh, let me know your thoughts on the match though you know where do you think it was won or lost and what could players have done better I think for example um, maybe a bit more variety I think uh, personally would have been better I think Rebecca did have some variety she would hit the slice uh, for the slice backhand sorry even even the slice forehand at times and that would disturb the rhythm with Shvantec a little bit, especially the slice down the line. Uh, the forehand for Shvantec wouldn't always be the best cross-court, and then Rebecca could cash in. Whereas with Shvantec, uh, she didn't really have any anything different in her ground stroke play, and she wasn't approaching the net. It was all very samey. It was all very one-dimensional. And I think for someone like Rebecca, who... Um, these types of players who strike the ball really cleanly, both these players do. Rhythm is a big, big part of that. And if you don't have different tools in your bag, which she won't take does, she does have the backhand slice, she can hit different um, you know, ground strokes of varying pace and topspin. But if you don't utilize those, then it's going to be very difficult to win matches because you're playing at one pace and it becomes an extremely easy to not just predict where you're going to play, but also from from a timing point of view, it's very easy for the ball to then start flying off your opponent's racket in a positive way. So I felt like that's what happened a little bit with uh, Rebecca and Shviontek. I felt like Rebecca really got into a good groove of things on the, on the ground stroke, in the baseline, sorry, even exchanges. Whereas Shviontek, maybe not quite as comfortable because Rebecca was changing it up. She was mixing up things for the back of the court, mixing up paces and spins. Shviontek, not as much. And, you know, that was probably a contributor to her downfall. But let me know your thoughts anyway on the match. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Stay safe for a while. We'll see you on the next video. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe if you want.